Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. So we're in Colossians here. We're um, studying a letter that Paul has written to Colossae. He's currently, he's in Rome, and he's under house arrest, and Epaphras is the one who's the go-between. He's the one who visited Paul, and Epaphras is from Colossae. So he was telling Paul about the church. Paul has been addressing some of the concerns that he has with the church. One of them is the supremacy of Christ, and then Paul is starting to um, talk about himself, how he has sacrificed, and then ultimately he is talking about how he's prayed for them, how he cares for them, and how he loves them, and he's never met them. Mm-hmm. And that's really amazing. I, right before we started, Angie said something, when you're a relative, when you're related, you're related. So he's praying for his brothers and sisters in Colossae. Mm-hmm. So that's where we find ourselves. We're starting in 2-8, Right. Right. Actually, we're ending there too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're camping out today. today. Yeah. One verse that's today. Um, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. That really does cover a lot in that short little sentence. It does. It does. You know, back in this era, the Greek world was huge, right? And so the Greeks had a very um, distinct way of thinking, a very logical kind of thought process. A lot of philosophy, though. It was a lot of human wisdom and human reasoning. And so I think it's easy to see how that might have seeped in to the church at Colossae. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's easy to see how that kind of world thinking seeps into the church today, too. So philosophy by itself is not a bad thing. It's just the pursuit of wisdom and the love of wisdom and knowledge. Um, But it's what they, how they tried to twist um, Christianity Mm -hmm. into their way of thinking and adding things in. Right. Instead of changing their way of thinking to Christ's mind, Mm -hmm. they were trying to change Christ's mind into their way of thinking. Mm -hmm. That's right. Fit them into their culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Our culture has the same stuff. We're pretty, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of Greek Roman traditions in ours. We do. And so we do the same thing Mm -hmm. with ours. Mm -hmm. One thing is, I was reading, it was like um, trying to, with the Gnosticism, you would move up the spiritual ladder. Yeah. There's no ladder. That's what people <laughs> need to catch. You know, that's the thing. In society, we try to move up the ladder. Yeah. Okay, there may be a ladder in society because we're based on the Greek stuff and how we have structured the hierarchy. But mm-hmm. when it comes to Christ, no, there's no right. ladder. No. no. Just family or not, it's kind of the way that goes. Which I love that. You know, we came out of a church where there was a lot of um, striving to mature in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um which I do think that we all, we do mature in Christ, right? We grow up from children to teenagers to adults. Um, That's just the way God has organized Mm -hmm. life. Um, But a lot of kind of derogatory stuff about baby Christians. Mm -hmm. And I remember how, you know, every time I would hear that, I'd think, oh! (laughs) Because yes, they might be baby Christians, but that word really shouldn't be attached to them. Okay, they should be thought of as Christian brothers and sisters. Okay, maybe they're not there yet, but we shouldn't look down on them for that. You know, maybe their knowledge is still limited. They haven't grown a lot. Maybe they haven't known the Lord for very long. Well, and even Paul, 
He's like, I haven't attained perfection. I'm not there. Yeah. No one ever gets there until you get there. There. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. She pointed up. (laughs) (laughs) But like if I hear the term baby Christian, to me, it's like, you know how you look at babies? It's like, oh, what do they have? What have they learned? How are they seeing Christ? Because they'll have a new perspective that maybe Mm -hmm, I have not experienced. Because remember, when you were a new Christian, how excited you were and how enthusiastic about everything. I mean, new Christians bring a lot to older Christians. Um, They really do. They kind of reignite you. Because sometimes we get a little weary or we get a little dull around the edges. When new Christians come along, when they come into your life, boy, they sharpen you up pretty fast. Yeah. It's like you with babies, you want to give them more attention. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're so excited when yes. they come in and you can't wait to see what they're going to do or what they have to say. Yeah. Um, Teenage Christian kind of scares me, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can't have a car. Okay. No. No, yeah. <laughs> I think baby Christians, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, are wonderful at revealing things to ourselves, yes. within ourselves, that um, we are baby Christians about, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, even if you've been a Christian for 40 years, there are definitely things that you need to grow in. and Absolutely. That fresh new yeah. perspective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? You know, Paul talks here about um, depending on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of the world. It kind of... Um, Sometimes that kind of shakes you up to say, why am I doing what I'm doing? What I'm doing. Why do I believe what I believe? Do I believe mm-hmm. this because this is what I've just been told? Mm-hmm. Or is it because it's really what God has for me? Yeah. Um, maybe, Rosemary, maybe this was your story, you said, or Angie, I don't know, one of you. I remember looking that direction when the story <laughs> There <was>. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Terry sits to the other side of me, so... Um, but talking about making a ham, and oh, you had to, was it you, Angie? Yeah, and you had to cut the ends off. Mm-hmm. And somebody was upset because the ham didn't fit in, I don't know. You well, tell the story, because I'm, I'll I'm tell the butchering story again. it. A don't young, mind the pun. A young yeah. bride's <laughs> doing her ham for the holiday, and so before she puts it in the oven, she cuts the ends off, puts it in the pan, and then puts it in the oven. And her husband said, why are you doing that? And she was like, well, that's... That's what my mom always did. You know, we always cut the ends off the ham before we put it in the oven. So he said, well, but I don't understand. Why would you do that? So she called her mom, and her mom said, well, I don't know. But my mom always cut the ends off the ham before we put it in the oven, so I've just always cut the ends of the ham off. So she called her mom, and she said, Mom, why, why do we cut the ends of the ham off? She said, well, I had to do that because our oven was too small for the ham to fit in. <laughs> so... Sometimes we start something mm. and we don't have any clue the kind of legacy right. that it's going to leave. I, and right. our churches and a lot of things that we do in tradition, um, even in our families or whatever, are you know cutting the ends of the ham off mm-hmm. because it didn't fit in the oven a hundred years ago. Right. But now, but now it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. So. We need to be aware of those things, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just become something you did out, and do it out of rote. Yes. You know, by rote, just right. because it's how it's always been done. So that's a tradition. There's no meaning, no reason. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to stay in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We have to know what God's Word says about things so that we are less likely to be pulled off track. Um, because if you don't really know what the Word of God says, and you're in a church, and you trust it, and you think, oh, of course they're not going to lead me down the wrong road. But you know, man 
oftentimes when we get our fingers in things, we can kind of go our own way, even in the church. And not necessarily on purpose to lead. Not to be bad. No. Yeah, it's just like, it's just. Yeah. I'm thinking about the history with Martin Luther. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that they did when they chose to have Protestant churches is they took the basilicas that were already. Catholic mm-hmm. and gorgeous with all this fresco and all this stuff. Took all the statues out, took all the stained glass out, took all the fresco out, so they could just be there present. And they, Martin Luther, really liked um, like the music, and so they had the big organs and things like that. And that's a Protestant church was to take that out. And I felt so sad, yeah. yeah, because it isn't the stained glass, it isn't the fresco. That's God. It's almost like, wow, that could have stayed there, but seeing it in a different way, and and seeing it as, I don't have to pray to the statue or the image, but wow, what a beautiful statue that right. is, yeah. you know, or or something like that. Well, and those cathedrals were built to reflect the glory of God. I mean, that was yeah. some of the thinking behind those big, beautiful edifices. Was this will draw people, they'll see this glorious building and it will draw them in. And if the inside is the same way, it will make them stand in awe that God is a glorious God. So some of that thinking is great thinking because he is a glorious, awesome Absolutely. God. Um, but like you, I love to go in a church. When my mom and my sister and I went to Europe um, about 10 years ago, and I loved going in some of those old churches. I mean, they were so beautiful. And this, this, the quiet and the reverence, reverence was just yeah. incredible in those churches. Mm. So, yeah, I, 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 I think there's something to be said still for some of that. The beauty. It's just like people that kind of get carried away out in nature. That's where they commune with God. I think that there are people who can commune with God in a church that reflects some of his beauty, beauty yeah. some of his gifts and talents that he's given to men. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he had the temple, when he gave instructions to make all the utensils and the mm-hmm. altar and the... I mean, they were some pretty robes, gorgeous things. Everything was Yeah, beautiful. the ephod had all the jewels mm-hmm. on it. I mean, just God loves beauty mm-hmm. for sure. Look at what he they, made. Yeah. So it's about how we use it then. Yeah. It's about what we yeah. put on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which those are those philosophies and those traditions of men. Right, and but the thing we can do that ourselves. Like I always have to sit. This is not me, but pe- so, sometimes people. Like, I have to sit in my prayer chair. I have to have it like this. I have to do that. I have to have a certain amount of time. Sometimes we make that ritual more important than God. Mm-hmm. So just always check it. I'm not saying it's not important to sit in your prayer chair and read your Bible right. and and right. have that time, but we'll do it ourselves. We can take mm-hmm. pride in that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I I was one of those when my kids were little. You know, I would get everybody up and off to school, and then I would come home and I would have my time. So I had a chair in the kitchen, I had all my Bibles in a little bookcase there, and all my study books, and I would just get lost in it. And I loved that. And I think God was fine with that for that time in my life. I mean, when you've got little kids sucking the life out of you, you know, you need a lot of stuff (laughs) to fill you back up. Um, But then when. Dan's work position changed, and he was home for about three years. And um, it it just blasted my prayer life to smithereens. <laughs> I really didn't even know how to pray, because every time I would sit down in my chair, he would come in the kitchen. Mm. And so I had to kind of figure that out again. And it made me realize just how stuck I was, how tied to that tradition I was. And it, and it took the Lord a little while to sh- help me shake that off. So that now I can more easily pray. I don't have to just be sitting in that chair, 
mm-hmm. um, to re- get my really good praying done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can do that wherever I am. Mm-hmm. But it, it's been a work in progress. So yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a willingness in your spirit mm-hmm. to really be with God the way God wants it. And the difference, and that's what was going on here, is there was not that willingness in that spirit that was like, all right, we got Jesus, just add him on. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, you know, yeah. and hey, wait a minute, you still need to be Jewish. You need to do all the Jewish customs. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it was like Jesus was an add on. Right, which ways, takes yeah. away the power of Jesus. Yeah. And the supremacy of Jesus, which we've gone over. Mm-hmm. And that's the, one of the first things Paul addressed. Yeah. Well, like not even recognizing that Jesus was fully God. You know, that was one of the issues in Colossae. Right. Was he, is he fully God and fully man? And how can that be? Right. Um, that's yeah. what I struggled with. So another part of that, um, the elemental spiritual forces of the world, mm-hmm. they're talking about angels. They're talking about other... Um, Principalities and powers. Powers and principalities. Yeah, yeah. you'll find that in Ephesians 6 mm-hmm. with that. But um, but angels were included. So when people were worshiping angels and stuff like that, so we'll just add Jesus on like another angel. Mm-hmm. Or, yep, he can be another part of all that stuff that we include. Because we're really inclusive. And they were really inclusive. <laughs> they were, yeah. No, they really yeah. were. Yeah. Rome was an empire that was very inclusive. They would come in. They would almost... Uh, Usurp, not usurp. They would, I'm not saying it right, but they would collect your religion, say, Yeah, go ahead, you can have your religion, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And hey, we'll do it too Mm -hmm. if that works for us, if it kind of fits in with us. And so, that entire empire, one of the reasons it was able to stay as big is they let people keep their traditions Mm -hmm. as long as they still connected and did whatever they said in terms of taxes and stuff like that. Somewhere in the Bible, it taught there's a, I'm sure it's pretty sure it was Paul, but about a church that, um, excuse me, that they go to, maybe all of them, I'm not sure, but they had little niches for each God. And so then there was a niche for the unknown God. The unknown God, yeah. And so, yeah, they they just added them in, added them on. Right. Put them in his niche. I was... I, there was this thing I was talking about that we were talking about the Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. Buddhism and Hinduism came in right, I think, close to Jesus. But before that, there was this one true God, this mm-hmm. one God, and throughout their history, mm-hmm. which I think is absolutely fascinating. I was yeah. like, I'm going to have out. to study up on that because yeah. I think that is fascinating. And it was also this guy was preaching, um, so it was a video. This guy was preaching on how the Chinese characters in their writing reflects the God, the one true God. It's so cool. Oh, wow. So cool. But uh, wow, did we go off? But it was really fun. I just want to say <laughs> that. <laughs> but the, the part two that I also, for me, wanted to just bring up is that you're taken captive. Yeah, that's it, a pretty strong word. Don't be taken captive. Right. So, yeah. 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 I think that um, it's very easy, because we're not always aware of the spiritual battle that's going on Mm -hmm. in the unseen world, um, we don't think about it in those terms. That if I go with the world's way of thinking, that I'm really going with the enemy's way of thinking. Um, And so it's such a subtle kind of slide into captivity. I just keep thinking about shoots and ladders. Yes. Okay. Clearly, <laughs> that, clearly that happens. <laughs> right. Um, but you, you were saying, you know, there's no ladder here. There's no, you're not climbing up a ladder. It's not what it is. You are either at the, you know, you're there. That's mm-hmm. it. And I was just thinking, like when you're a kid, you know, you 
climb up the slide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just... I think you go down the slide and climb up the ladder. Oh, in the game. In the game, you go down. But like oh, as a in kid, a playground. you, like, Got you it. Okay, physically yeah. climb up the slide. I still, okay. So I, I was just Got thinking, it. this is... My brain is just wrapping in circles here. But I was just thinking, as you were talking about climbing the ladder, yeah. it's like, this is not... It, this is not something that you do step by step. It's like you're here and then you're here. And so instead of climbing up the ladder, it would be like going down the chute. You know, there's no stops. It's just a direct, it's just direct oh, the, when you're in taking, the game. Yes. Uh-huh. So, you know, you're either like, you're not a, you're a baby Christian and then a teenager Christian and then whatever, you know, because we have labels for these things. Spiritual growth along the way. Right, right. And we recognize that there is spiritual growth. Absolutely. But those are not, um, it's not like when you're a baby Christian, God sees you differently than an adult Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, he just sees you as a person, as as one of his his kids. Right. So it doesn't matter where you are. There's no ladder for that. You are just straight from the top of the chute Mm -hmm. to the bottom of the chute. And you are jumping into the ball pit and going, here I am, God. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. you've arrived. Like, you don't have to toil up the ladder. Mm -hmm. You're just like, yeah. Yeah, we're not earning yeah, his favor. so much harder. So much dependent on human stuff, their way. Right. Yeah. Right. And God's way is, hey, let's go to the ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I do know that in shoots and ladders, you don't want to go down the chute. But, <laughs> I know. you know. But yeah. if there was a ball pit at the end, I think that would get, make that game way more yeah, fun. Because yeah, that always hurt my heart when I'd have to go down the chute. I'd go really <laughs> slow. I never liked it. Yeah. But, I, I you know, there there is. There's that... Like like you mentioned at the beginning, Rosemary, there's no there's no ladder. You're just right. there. Yeah. Right. You're you're on for the ride. Let's go. Yeah. So it's more like you're either here or you're not. And mm-hmm. what this is is being taken captive. You're still a Christian. You're still one of God's people, but you're being ca- you're been taken captive into this philosophy. And he says it's hollow and deceptive. So it's a lying philosophy. It's empty. But the part of being taken captive, it keeps bugging me, is then at a certain level, I don't become my own person. I I tend to be under someone else's ideas or what they want me to yeah, do. Yeah, if you're a captive, you're like a like a slave. Yeah. I you're being assimilated into someone else's culture. Yeah. Right. And so the false teachers, I <clears throat> excuse me, made a little list of things. And um like Paul came not with eloquence or superior wisdom. He came just preaching Christ. But the false teachers are throwing at you all the time empty words, varied and strange teachings, false doctrines, unhealthy interests and controversies and quarrels. There's a lot of that mm-hmm. going on. Um, words, their words, the false teachers, result in envy, strife, malicious talk, and evil suspicions. There's constantly friction going on. There's no truth. There might be a hint of truth, just to bring you along. Um, and they're, they're not teaching Christ, and they have all these things. Um, that's kind of like what their goals are, where they end up. Well, that might be where they end up. It might yeah. not be their goals. There might, their goal might be, be to be perfect. And it just always falls apart and falls into all those things, mm-hmm. I think. We, and there's, that's a specific reason why we don't talk politics on this, mm-hmm. is because it's this endless chatter, this friction mm-hmm. that gets setting up. And we don't need to be a part of that. Right. And check that for yourselves. I just really would encourage people to do that. Am I engaging in um, 
chatter that's not productive, that's not godly, that's not helpful. This really was a good check for me to kind of look through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, going into foolish, it was like foolish genealogies, controversies, and things like that. I don't need to be a part of that. Right. I really don't need to be a part of that. The people are engaged in that, they'll settle it. You know? And I'm not just talking about politics. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about families. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the things that we get involved in and gossip. That's, that's foolish chatter, really. Yep. And um, I just need to check myself on that. But we um, call these people unhealthy interests in controversies and quarrels. They're pot stirrers. They're yes. always stirring something up. They're and we're not always talking trying weed. to get arguments right. going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not well, soup. We're not soup. There's a great yeah. scripture, James 3.17, um, that talks about what kind of wisdom comes from the Lord. So it's pure. It's peaceful or peace-loving. That was one of the translations that I got. Considerate, submissive, and that submissive is willing to yield, so willing to listen to the other person, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's I what we're looking for. Quite different from the other Quite list. different from what the list you yeah. just read us. It yeah. was James. James 3.17. And so what's really neat about that, I, I, when you said that, what I'll probably do with that is write it out and just keep reading that. This is what I'm going towards. Yeah. So again, we don't need to fight the deceptive you know, no. deceptive philosophies or get into those conversations. All we have to do is turn towards God's wisdom and who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. That was good. Good scripture. Yeah. That is a good scripture. And it, it's um, evidenced in the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That yeah. when the Holy Spirit is in us and we are growing, mm-hmm. then those things will become more evident. That's right. More of that kind of thinking behavior um, than what Terry read to us earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even in my own life, I'm learning that I don't need to attack and fix the negative. All I need to do is look for the positive. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. It's a whole different mindset is what it is. Mm-hmm. And especially living in the culture that we live in now, it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Right, because we have so much um, judgment and mm-hmm. condemnation coming down at us. Mm-hmm. Foolish chatter. Right, yeah. foolish yeah. chatter, yeah. yeah. Foolish and we don't even, when, once we go and engage in that foolish, we're in it now. Mm-hmm. We're captive mm-hmm. because we have to defend our position. Right. Yeah. Because now we have our hollow, you know, yeah. things that are empty. That's the piece mm-hmm. too, the hollow. It's mm-hmm. empty. It's empty. There's no life in there. Yeah. I don't even need to go there, right? Mm-hmm. But I can just turn towards God and um, just learn and see what he has for me. It's way better adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, would somebody like to pray us out for today? I'll do that. Praying out? <laughs> no, we say it all the time. It's so funny, but it's like, yeah, that's funny. We all say it, don't we? Yeah. I say it constantly. Yeah. Well, tomorrow, that's not what we're going to say. Okay, we'll say something. We'll say something different. It'll be good. Stay tuned. Okay. Anyway. Holy Lord, you are amazing. God, you are wonderful. We just thank you that you always care about us, God. You don't care whether we're on the shoot or the ladder. We're in the game. We're in the game with you, God, and we just praise you, Lord. We thank you for your care and your clarity with us. We thank you that we only need to look to you, God, and we need to just um, just ask you to be um, to tell us more and, and show us another facet of you, God. We just 
pray a special blessing for our baby Christians. You know, mm. sometimes sometimes we're all babies. I'm going to be real clear about that. Loving, loving that fresh new spirit. And yes, God will take the teen Christians too. <laughs> <laughs> God, we just praise you for their, um, for people who are growing in Christ. We just thank you that you care that we grow in Christ. Mm. Lord, we just pray for all of our listeners, Lord. And um, we just pray that your day goes well, everybody. Thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>